Stop taking my stuff, Scott. Well, it, I don't know whose stuff it is. You <laughs> act like you act like I just take your stuff. I take everybody's stuff. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, does it? It doesn't. I'm going to take it. So we're going to do a show today? Yeah, we're going to do a show today. Are you recording? I am recording. You're recording already, yes, aren't you? Yes, okay. <sighs> All right, let's start it. All right. What do you got first for us today, Scott? <laughs> oh, hey, you said it like me. <laughs> We need to play those. Have you ever? You haven't ever gone back and listened to those, have you? The no. early, early podcast. I oh have. wait, no. Yes, I did. Have. We release any of those? We did. Oh, so the pre-release ones? No, they're all out. Have you gone back and listened to the pre-release podcasts? Uh, don't. No, I have deleted them. Just and don't. I have gone back I think and I listened have one to our on first email. ones. The, before we released them. Right? No, no, no. When I, like, oh, our the, first release, live ones. ones. Yeah. It's How like are they? Whenever any of our. Uh, Listeners go back and they they message me. Hey, I'm starting over from the very oh, beginning. Wow! I go, I go well. No, uh, don't. <laughs> you know what? Thank you. Thank you for Thank you for sticking around, <laughs> coming back and saying the show is amazing. I, I I really don't know how they do that sometimes. I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's uh, as good. You know what I mean? Does it make sense? It's definitely different than what it is today. Yeah, yeah, in a good way. Wait, it's evolved in a good way. It's evolved you know I mean. in a good way. Yes. So hey, uh, yeah. Thanks as, to as, all you for listening. It's it's uh, it's because of you. Oh, and I tell you what, if you like the show, tell your friends and go to facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast and like us. And if you do a search for us, leave off the the and just type in gunshowpodcast. Actually, I did a search and put the the in, and we were the second and third hit. So it's cool. Okay, so it does still come up sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You can also do a Google search for us, and you'll find our Facebook page too. Yay, Google. So. So yeah, and uh, pretty soon that should be a uh, maybe even a web page, huh? Yeah, and actually, yeah. as as we as we really start turning this into the weekly podcast that it's supposed to be, uh, we'll just get better faster. Not weekly, as in W E A K L Y, but W E E K L Y. Yeah, exactly. Well, I kind of wanted to start off um, with road trips and carrying your firearm on a road trip. I uh, I keep it in the car with me. I tried carrying it on the roof. <laughs> and it's just bad because it won't stay there. Honestly. It doesn't stay? No. Double-sided sticky tape in the Texas heat just releases, huh? <laughs> Plus, unless you roll the sunroof open, you can't reach it. Well, that's why you got to stick it right outside your window. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, no, but I kind of want to What do you like to do? Now, let's talk about that. Let's talk about automotive carry because – I notice that the way I carry a gun on a daily basis is not conducive at all to getting to the gun in a timely manner while seated in an automobile and belted, of course. Right, yeah. Well, actually, the way that I carry it, which is an inside-the-waistband hybrid holster. Uh Uh-huh. That's um, a nice holster. It is a nice holster. I had it custom made for my firearm, actually. That's good. Um, good. what What I do is when I get inside the car, I just lift my shirt up. And place it behind the leather uh-huh. so that I actually have direct access to the pistol. Oh, I never thought about which that. Which the problem is you have to remember – To do that? To, no, to put your shirt back, back. over Oh, that would be important. I have gone to swing the door open to get out and went, oh, 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 one yeah, moment, one yeah, moment, and yeah. then fixed it. Um, but when I did the uh, CQB class when we were firing from inside of a vehicle, right. uh, that's essentially what I had done is I just took oh, the shirt, yeah, yeah, tucked yeah, yeah, it in yeah, behind the yeah, leather, yeah. and I was good to go. Okay. I'm going to have to try that. I hadn't tried that. Now, with pocket carry, that's not an option. Right. And if you've ever tried to get inside your front pants pocket while seated Just in the imagine car. getting your cell phone. How uh, how angry do you get when uh, your, your cell phone's phone stuck it's in your pocket? And you're just like, you're like, you're not really 
stressed out, but now you're all of a sudden stressed out. No gun is pointed at you, and all of a sudden you're mad, you're angry at the world, and you regret getting the case that you got for it. You know, so well, just try pulling your gun out. Well, in a, here's my a bad answer, situation. and and it's not an ideal, but it's lazy and it works for me. You get another gun, and you toss it in your floorboard of your car. Right. So that's what I do. The other option that I I will do sometimes, depending on if I'm driving my vehicle or someone else's vehicle and the type of seats, I will unholster my firearm because yeah, okay, some yeah. some bucket spe- seats or sports seats will sure. sit weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's best if you're in a truck with kind of those flat seats. But if yeah. you're in a sports truck or, or a sports car or anything Something like that. With, with deep buckets. Yeah, then it starts pressing on you, and you can't drive for very long. So if I go on a road trip, I will take the firearm out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, another thing I like to do for a road trip is uh, make sure the trunk gun is in the trunk because I have to take it out a lot uh, mm-hmm. to do certain things. Or to put things in the trunk, you know, for whatever reason. Right. So make sure your trunk gun is in the trunk. Um, and, you know, usually 99% of the time it's an AR. But, uh, yeah, make sure your trunk gun's in the trunk. Uh, and anything else, if you're a go-bag type or an emergency roadside kit type, uh, you want to make sure that's put back in the trunk if you've taken it out. Um, I have a little jumper booster thingamajigger that, that – um, uh, emergency jump start doohickey. Okay. That you that you have to plug into the wall for you know every month. So remember to, to throw that in the trunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, do you do that as a check? That's just kind of like your checklist. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a checklist when I make a, a road trip, and it's kind of because I I'll do a hundred and sixty mile round trip. Um, you know, pretty much on a biweekly basis. Um, so I you know. <laughs> That one, oh, yeah, I'm wishy-washy on throwing stuff in the trunk because it's a, it's kind of a quick trip. Um, but anything longer than that, um, you know, because I'll do, oh, I don't know, four or five times a year I'll do a 160-mile, 320-mile round trip mm-hmm. uh, a couple times a week. So, you know, if I'm doing that, I definitely want to make sure that all that's in there. And when I drove a piece of junk uh, – I did similar preparedness things, but instead of that, it was, uh, you know, make sure I had a gallon of water in there for... Your power steering fluid, <laughs> power too. Power steering fluid. You remember I the remember power the power fluid. steering fluid. That was a debacle. Every time I'd walk out, I'm like, what are you and doing? And a bag of tools. Don't yeah. forget about it. I always tend to take my tool bag and make sure to put it in the trunk. He's if I take not it out lying. Of the I, he actually almost would carry that around as just his daily prep. Yeah. But yep. uh, if I ever needed a tool or something, I could go to him and say, oh, hey, yeah. man. I, I, I used to carry almost the entire mechanic's yeah. tool set in the trunk of that car. He, yeah, you had like a 68-piece Craftsman <laughs> tool set back there. It was nice. Uh, which was very effective. But, um, uh, yeah, well, it's all about being prepared, right? If you've got a car that's a piece of crap, maybe you need to – you know, put some spare parts in the trunk, you know, and leave them there. Right. And if, you, if you're if you traveling someplace where that might be dangerous, maybe you need a trunk gun. And since we don't know what and when anything can happen, um, yeah, maybe that's a good idea. And when Scott says spare parts, he's also referencing firearm spare parts. A lot of people don't think about that if you were in a situation where your car does break down. You get out, you realize you used your gun, and you have an issue. Your firing pins snapped, or your. Uh, to be honest with you, the 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 most breakdowns I've ever had with an AR were related to the trigger pins. 
Yeah. I've had them break on me multiple sure. times. Uh, now I use the KNS, K, KNS anti-rotating pins, Yeah, and I love them. I don't have any trouble, uh, but, you know, whether that's for luck, you know, I have seen them wear out, but as far as breaking, you know, eh, eh. so I think... Nope, I've, I've snapped. Really? Snapped wow. two. That's impressive. Um, and it's very unnerving when you're sitting there because it'll, it, 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 when it first does it, it will double. Oh, but it doubles right, right, quickly, right, right, yeah. and you kind of you're, you're firing it, and it kind of goes, and you're like, "Whoa, wait a second. So immediately tear that firearm down, and you set it aside. Or if you have another, um, you know, trigger pin, you just slide a new one in. But the KNS, KNN, KNS. Thank you. The KNS <laughs> pins. The KNS. Our friends at KNS Precision. Uh, I believe they're out of Fredericksburg, Texas. Precision or precision? Precision. Yeah. Um, they those pins and most of the stuff that they they make is absolutely amazing, and I have had zero issues with it. And they actually recommend putting those on when you have what nine millimeter. Yeah, uh, if you got a nine, it's almost it's almost you know mandatory and if you've got a, a registered full auto lower it's almost uh you know it's almost it's brain. the smart thing to yeah, do because, it'll help from wallowing out yeah, the, so the pins why wouldn't you or the pinholes right exactly yeah and, so, and you can't get any more nope you can't yeah, just go you more. can't go hey i Not got unless this you're a class 7 sot i don't something know like something that. like that but w- back to when you're carrying in your car just make sure you look at all your local laws and restrictions and Ooh, yes. the local laws and restrictions of the state that you may be traveling to yeah there was a guy just not too long ago who had 20 firearms yeah. in his truck and he, or no, maybe it was 15 he's got 20 years is yeah. he serving 20 now, years the thing is if Okay, there is a peaceable journey law here in America, which means if I'm traveling from a state where something's legal to a state where something's legal through a state where something's illegal, right? Say, I don't know, say, I can't even think of anything, but say for some reason in Louisiana, uh, you couldn't own an AR-15. They have an assault weapons ban. Again, legal vice given on the Gun Show podcast does not directly relate or refer to the Gun well, Show podcast. Uh, and this isn't views. legal advice. This is practical <laughs> advice. Okay. If you, if, so if I'm traveling from Texas to Florida and I get driving through Louisiana and something happens to be illegal through in Louisiana, hollow points, guns, some, technically yeah, whatever I can have them as long as I'm just traveling through. Now, here's the problem. The jurisdictions where this, these things are illegal don't recognize that and you'll have to fight it and you will have to go to jail and spend money. Uh, whether or not they're right or not, uh, that doesn't really matter if it costs you a fortune and right. you end up spending time in jail. So, yeah, check the laws of the places you're traveling to, the tra- places you're traveling through, the states you're going, the reciprocity of your licensing, uh, things like that. One of the things that always uh, uh, nerved me was when I travel all the way up to Camp Perry to shoot at the Nationals, mm-hmm. I can keep my gun on me with my Texas Concealed, hang- or my Texas concealed License person- Permit, but... Until I get to the border of Ohio, because they don't recognize ours. Hey, everybody, it's Friday. All right, we, we may have started a little early. I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm drunk. No, I'm not. Um, I'd like some scotch, though. Do we have any? No. Scotch I've got here? that old mix that I, no! tried to, I keep trying to force feed no! you. <laughs> throw that away. All right, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll put it in your car. I'll throw it into the trash can that is your trunk with all the tools. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of uh, being prepared for anything, uh, I guess a video went viral. Have we already talked about that video where the girl gets beat up? No, we haven't. Oh, yeah, a video went viral. It kind of went viral at the oh. start of this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's oh, is a, it? Okay. 
for some reason, I thought we already talked about it. Anywho. Well, you and I Oh, that's why. It. We talked about it. But, but they didn't hear us. No, they didn't. You guys hear didn't hear us. So, Y'all missed a great conversation. Yeah, so yeah. moving on. So, yeah. No. <laughs> So what happened? What happened was there was a nanny cam that videotaped a dude kicking in a door and beating the fool out of a woman. Uh, it is terrible. I didn't even, honestly. I didn't even watch the video because you know once I got past the part where you could tell what was going to happen, I, I can't watch those sorts of things. It, it, not in real life. It was a movie, a TV show. I could watch it and be like, ah, oh, that's fun. But when it's real life, I, it's for some reason it just makes me uncomfortable inside i got sick yeah. i mean like so, i started yeah. feeling sick to my yeah. stomach Nauseous. yeah um you know and angry very very angry yeah. uh and it had nothing in in you know like one of the guys said out there this had nothing to do with race whether it had sure. been oh i don't any care. colored yeah. man any Dude. colored skin yeah. person coming in there and doing this to a it, female, well, it just makes you sick. Saying, well, I, on the other hand, I would say that this has nothing to do with uh, sex. It has nothing to or do yeah. with he was a man and she was a If a woman had rushed in there and there's some dude It'd standing the there same thing. and beat the fool out of him, you just said the same thing. That makes yeah. me sick. Yeah, it does. I mean, just that kind of you know defenseless person just getting... It's just awful. Well, It's just absolutely awful. Their two-year-old or three-year-old daughter was in the same room. Watching her get hit. Um, He punches her, I think, a total of about 15 times. He kicks her in the face three to four times, chokes her twice, and at one point drags her and throws her down the basement stairs. Okay. Their one-year-old, I believe, was taking a nap upstairs. Here's here's how you fix it, right? And and I'm not judging anybody. I'm not judging anybody that was in the video. There's no way that you can. Personal. uh, No, pants goes on, gun goes on. That's, That's the end of it. You're wearing pants, you're wearing a gun. Right. Pants goes on. That's my rule. Uh, I like to follow it. Uh, I think everybody should follow it, and and that's that's just my personal. You know, you got to make your own personal choices of whether you carry, whether you carry in your house, how prepared you want to be. But uh, I tell you what, if pants goes on, gun goes on is the rule. Those types of things won't be that catastrophic. There were a few times where he left her. Exactly. Had, had exactly. She, had they had a firearm, you know, stashed away, yeah, she would have still got beat box, up. She would have got the initial. But if beating. that dude had decided he wanted to burn the house down with her kids in it or do something horrible to her kids, she couldn't have stopped him. There was nothing she could do. Yeah, exactly. But pants goes on, gun goes on. Maybe she could have done something. But she did uh, exactly what you said. She did exactly what Biden wanted her to do. Two shells of twelve gauge. No, no shot, no guns. Oh, no and guns. Just do, let them do whatever they. Well, yeah, because you know, this way, this way, nobody died. Right? Nobody, nobody, somebody got hurt, but you know, whatever, they'll get better. That's not the way that it normally would have, or yeah, it could have exa- gone. It could have, exactly. I scratched the normally, but that's not the way it could have gone. And that's why people like you and I, and, and hopefully our listeners, uh, are the types to not put it in that guy's hands. You know what I mean? I want the control in my hands. Right. I want to decide whether or not he gets to burn my house down or not. Well, the thing is, is that I I or want at least him try to, to do something. I, well, about I want it. him to think twice. I don't want him to know for a fact that yeah. someone inside this house. Well, is that's disarmed. yeah, that's even worse, right? Mm-hmm. When, he, when he, you can walk through a neighborhood, say in D.C. or Chicago, and know nobody who's a law-abiding citizen behind these doors has a gun. If anyone's watched the shootout videos or anything about uh, someone defending their home, there's a video from uh, surveillance cameras this guy has around his house. And this like Chrysler 300 pulls up. Four dudes get out, like oh, two I with AKs, two yeah, with yeah. handguns. He runs inside, locks his door, and when they come to the door, he starts firing through the door. Well, with chases- shotgun shells? No. Oh. 
He would have been out after two, he and there were two four. So I don't know Wait how that would have worked. That, well, Wait a minute. They ran off. So, so you're saying with multiple assailants, I might need more than two rounds or seven rounds or 15 rounds? It's very possible. Or how about some jerk not tell me how many rounds I might but need? But you know what? I believe the guy had a handgun, whether he had a handgun or a rifle. Let's just say that he had a handgun. Right. And all he had were his 15 rounds in the magazine. Do you know what happened with the guys with the 30-round AK mags? They ran. Yeah. They ran as fast as they could. Well, they, now, this they guy realized... was a very good shot. When you watch him shoot the windshield, yeah. he puts two rounds like within, within you know, an impressive. inch of each other. Well, what, what happened was they thought he would be a soft target, and he wasn't. And they weren't – they didn't want to you know, get in a shootout with him, obviously. I don't think that most of these criminals really do. I yeah. think most of them well, – yeah. unless they're extremely hardened, I think for the most time – most part, they're, they're yeah. ready just to get out of there. Now, like we said before, you can't take that chance, right? No, you don't want to yeah. take that chance. Yeah. But I think that you know they always talk about presenting a firearm ends the aggression almost immediately. Yeah, yeah. I think that's because these people, these people feed on the fear and that people are just going to cower down and do whatever they want. And at yeah. this, at, So you present a hard target or a harder target mm-hmm. than what they expected – and they're done. They're going to go find somebody who's a soft target. Why right. would they want to mess with you? Right, exactly. because they know there's going to be enough people out there that are going to be soft targets. And speaking of which, that kind of leads us to oh, the papers everywhere. Butter okay. fingers. I got it. I got it. Okay. There was now, a Scott's s- going to be reading from a piece of paper. Done. So <laughs> Can you tell? This, this Here, could be bad. Let me make some paper noise. Okay. No, that wasn't me. I'm the good paper reader writer. Yeah, okay. Paper reader writer? When you hear this again, you'll understand. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Center for Disease Control. Um, the. Something's going to happen here. <laughs> That's the word that you're trying Ooh, to read. It's let me try the. This again. Let me try this again. <laughs> the Centers for Disease Control uh, had a study done by the Institute of Medicine and National Research Council um, – under the Obama administration. So basically there's a – and it was a uh, – let's see. Report on guns ordered by Obama says self-defense is common. Gun carriers less likely to be harmed. So we talked about the presenting a gun sometimes diffuses the situation. Well, what this study came up with that such defensive uses of guns where nobody gets shot happens between 300,000 and 1.2 million times per year, somewhere in that area. So they so they don't really know how often it happens because you don't report it. Okay, I'm a little confused. Who contracted this study? Was it the- uh, well, basically the Obama administration through the CDC had the Institute of Medicine and National Research Council do the study. Okay, got it. Yeah, that was about as clear as mud before. Thank you for clearing that up. Um, so, but one of the things that really jumped out at me the study, and you guys should go check out this study. Uh, I got it through my favorite uh, one of my favorite blogs, 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 Baro. <laughs> Just hang with us, guys. And girls. we got to start drinking earlier. Uh, Marooned, uh, one of my favorite blogs. Uh, you guys should check it out. Um, anywho, the study says uh, specifically since 1983, there have been 78 events in which four or more individuals were killed by a single perpetrator in a day in the United States, resulting in 547 victims and 476 injured persons. All right. So 547 people have been killed by mass shooters, right? In the, it's the since 1983. Of- 
three. 547 people. Now, not That's... to belittle anyone's death. A death is tragic for all those, the person who's dead and the people that love them, right? A single death Even is tragic. Even anyone that's injured. But statistically, from society's point of view, 547 people since 1983, 20 years, is nothing. It's a drop in the bucket. It's, it's inconsequential. Why do we have all these laws and all these crazy people screaming for these laws for 547 people? I, I mean, I drive down the road and you see those little billboards, at least yeah. here in Texas, the little light-up yeah. billboards. And it, I think we're over 3,000 traffic fatalities. This year. This year This alone. year. Right. 540. More people. We are, are a large state. But, well, that's true. But yeah, regardless. Yeah, that's true. We're not a populous state, though. It's a big state. It's just not populous. Anywho, this makes me absolutely nuts. We had the 1994 assault weapons ban, right? We had the 1986 uh, 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 gun control act nonsense. We had the the current uh, the, in the last six months the the push for gun control. We have universal background checks. We have Colorado passing assault weapons ban. California, oh, Scott, New calm York, down. You're New Jersey. Red. I'm I'm just for 547 people. It makes oh, me crazy. It makes me want to. Kick a baby. And oh. No, not really. That's a saying. Oh. I don't my, want to kick a baby. My. So no, five hundred and forty seven people. I, I don't know where to go with that. Um <laughs> It just makes me upset. It just makes me crazy. Now that that's five hundred and forty seven people. The loss of logic that's from some five hundred and forty seven yeah. people that are with uh four or more fatalities from the same shooter. From the same shooter. So Mass shooting. Yeah. We Mass we, clear, we said that earlier. Well, isn't sure that why that we shouldn't have pistol grips and why we shouldn't have high capacity death magazines, right? Isn't that what the left tells us? That we shouldn't have these things because it makes it easier for you to mow down groups of people. That's what they say. But it doesn't happen. Nobody gets mowed down, man. These guns are used, you know, how many billions of times more for legal hunting, recreation, bump firing, making an awful video with a Russian accent. You know, these guns are... With one pixel. With one pixel. How many times are these things used legally as opposed to to kill 547 people in 20 years? Right. Or, no, that dude, you're it's almost 1983, 30 right? years almost. Th- 29 and a half years. Oh, my God. My math is bad. Yeah, depending on when they had that study No, 1983. Done, since 1983 till now. Which would be almost 30 years. 30 years yes. That's 30 years. Oh, that's right. why that's I corrected years. you. 540 <laughs> in 30 years. This is, that makes me – that just – It hurts. Right. It hurts. Listen, uh, the – and I always talk about the lack of logic of the gun grabbers, right? There's no logic involved. It's all emotion. And looking at this, it just it just solidifies that fact that they're, they, they can't back up. You can't tell me that an assault weapons would be better for – an assault weapons ban would be better for society if only 547 people have been killed by a mass murder in the last 30 years. You, you, there's no reason – You'd spend more time than 547 people are, are statistically worth writing the law, much less whatever happens after the law is passed, you know, the legal ramifications. Yeah, and like you said, you're not trying to discredit anybody no, 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 no. or their Listen, passing or anything. Yeah, you're just uh, yeah. Each person's individual death is a tragedy. But as a number, as a society who looks to try to better ourselves and to look at it objectively instead of emotionally, 547 people is 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 – you know, like I said, a statistical anomaly. It doesn't mean anything. And 
and to pass a law because those five you're not you can't pass a law to keep 547 people in 30 years from being murdered by any law no law even if they were crushed to death you know with steamrollers you know passing a steamroller law isn't going to prevent 547 deaths in 30 years and i just i just had to point that out and talk about that study and uh i want you the listener you right yes you right now you on the treadmill. Stop pointing at yourself. Stop pointing at yourself and, and looking going, in the mirror. And like me? mouthing me? No. Yes, you. I want you to go on our Facebook. Facebook.com slash gun show podcast. And tell me what you think. Tell me what, you know, let's, let's, let's all talk about this. Let's, let's rap about it, man. Let's talk about, you know, how many people would be uh, statistically enough for us to talk about an assault weapons ban. You know, I know it's nowhere near that, but is there a number? Uh, or is it, you know, or is that something that's off limits completely? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, you know, tell me what you think about this number and about why this is such an emotional issue that I shouldn't be able to own a 30 round mag. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't. Anyways. Well, speaking of owning 30 round magazines. Oh, yeah? Magpul. I've heard of them. Have you? Yeah. I like Magpul. Uh, well, they, they okay. make good stuff. They are going to on June 29th. They are going to, I guess, have kind of a get together uh-huh. where they're going to have food, music, uh-huh. and uh-huh. giveaways. Giveaways? What are they giving away? Fifteen hundred Magpul thirty round P Mags. That's beautiful. This is part of that Boulder airlift campaign, isn't it? Yes, I love that. Supporting, uh, supporting a free Colorado. Hey, and if you guys haven't heard of this before, Magpul decided that they would make it a priority since the people that run Colorado have decided that they shouldn't be allowed to own a magazine over 15 rounds. Yeah, they uh, well, Magpul made it a priority to get magazines out to the people of Colorado as fast as possible and as quick as possible. And they call it the Boulder Airlift, and they made special yeah. edition mags. Well, yeah, they're this, throwing this cool little party. This party is it's the Farewell to Arms, Saturday, June 29, 2013. Uh, at Infinity Park in uh, Glendale, California, or <laughs> Colorado. Wow, I was going to say, whoa, that's kind of far away. Glendale, okay. Colorado. And I'm sure you can go to the Magpul website and get all this information, or the Facebook yes. page. I know I saw it on the yes, Facebook. Yes, on the Facebook yeah. page. And if you haven't liked them, you need to like them. Um, yeah, definitely. And, hey, tell you what, go buy some P-Mags. Go buy a Mo Grip. Go buy some furniture or something. Hey, let's support these guys who are supporting us because we support them. And they're getting out of Colorado. Yeah, they're they're, they're moving, they're out, moving uh, out. One thing I, I did notice on their their page was they had talked about putting this out, and I I noticed a few people hopping on just trying to chew out Magpul, saying, "Well, look, you guys are you guys are uh, changing all of your manufacturing, and you're giving away free uh, magazines to these people. What about us? We need magazines. You know what, guys? You know, take take a chill pill. You, we're all supposed to be here to support each other. Don't sit there and you know bash the other hand." For trying to help out, yeah, you let's know, not your, cut off our your nose friends. to spite our face, right? And they just, it, it kind of blew my mind at, at the the frustration and anger. But then I started reading the other comments. Hey, you know, expletive. There are there are <laughs> I, like, I like the expletive. There are plenty of magazines you can find them at this 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 and this location. Right. It's just these. We all need to work together on this and know that to... Magpul is pulling out and they're doing what they can yeah. because everybody that w- everybody will get grandfathered in as long as they have these magazines. I think we need to just keep the vitriol out of the conversation. If you don't like what a company's doing, come on and say, "Hey, I don't like what you're doing with this," and that's fine. 
but don't, you know, I hate them, let's boycott them, you know, let's, you know, I hope they burn. You know, I've seen all sorts of mean and nasty things said about all sorts of companies over the years. And You show your education level very quickly. Well, there's that too. So, you know, let's, if you don't agree with a company, hey, I'm the last one to say don't come out and say I don't like how they did this so I don't buy from them. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. But keep the vitriol out of the conversation. Magpul's not hurting anybody. They're one of the good guys. Let's not cut off our nose to spite our face, like I said. And they're working hard. I mean, they, they, they're cutting off tax money that would normally go to these legislators, you know, and the government officials in Colorado. They're cutting off tax money by moving sure. their business out oh, there. Oh, well, you can't stay in that climate. You know, and – this is why Regardless I. Regardless of whether they're getting tax breaks yeah, to go somewhere. This is why I don't understand why the Colts and Smith and Wessons and Berettas of the world stay in the states they're in. I mean, those are not gun friendly areas. Why would you stay in a in a place that doesn't like your product? It's amazing how how many businesses are in those areas, though, where well, it's not gun friendly. Historically, that's where the manufacturing business was. That's where the gun industry was. I can understand that. Right, but how how much has changed? I think they should all move to Ogden, Utah, or uh, Dallas, Texas, personally. Yes, just come to Texas. Well, yeah, the Fort Worth area, because it's far. Texas is large. It takes a long time to get anywhere. Yeah, So it does. It does. Um, we've got a question. Oh, listener question? Listener question. Yes. From Josh. Uh, he Hi, comes, Josh. Mad cushy props to Josh. He uh, he sends us a message saying that he's looking for an EDC. Now, I realized in the last show we never clarified what an EDC was. Did we talk about EDC? We did. Oh, we, we talked to the 19 versus the MMP, right? right? but we yeah, never yeah. said EDC, for anyone that might be wondering, is everyday carry. Yeah, yeah. It's, Just a, to, it's a nice little acronym. Yeah, to clarify that acronym from previous shows. Uh, hopefully you stuck around to listen to this one. If not... People were so angry we didn't define EDC, they're never going to listen to another you, show. You never know. But we didn't get any Facebook hate, so maybe they're just – Maybe we're not doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Facebook.com slash Gun Show Podcast and let us know if we use acronyms or anything that you need us to clarify. <laughs> Please. Um, he says that he's looking at an FN, FNX9, and he's also looking at a Taurus 809. Well, and he said that he would also consider a striker fire firearm like an MMP9 or a Glock 19 in the F or the SR9. Oh. No, the FNX is the hammer one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um I'll of, tell you right now, Glock 19. Of those. Out of well, the MMP9 or the Glock 19 yeah, like we talked about yeah. on the last show. Yeah. I I I might give a nod to the SR9 if that's your favorite of those 3, but those are the 3 I'd look at. Yeah. Those are those are all good. I'd go pick my favorite if you can shoot them. Pick the one you shoot bestest. The, yeah, the most important yeah. one is the one that fits your hand and the you one feel you're going to carry. Firing. That's the most important one. The one you're actually going to carry around. Right. Yeah. So you need to test out how how well yeah, you the, handle the that. The FNX firearm. is a little big. Uh, it's it's that's a full size gun. So is the 809. Uh, so I think I'd rule those out for carry gun. Um, and that's just you know from from my personal standpoint and uh, the standpoint of others. I know lots of people do like to carry a full size gun, but uh, most people don't. Um, so you know, eh, on the full size guns. As far as the compact goes, the SR nine C, the M and P nine C, the Glock nineteen, all good guns. Uh, I personally don't. What don't, I don't like something about the Ruger. What is it? Is the, there's a manual safety. There's something else about the Ruger I don't like. I don't like I the, the way that it fits into my hand. Yeah, it's, it, it's that kinda, might be it. It feels a little thin. and No, that's the SR9C, but yeah. the, the SR9 still has the same grip angle and the same oh, grip. Oh, the SR9C is too short. 
That's yeah, what but is. it's not. He's not looking at the SR9C. That was my mistake. Yeah, I, I don't I like think, the grip. I don't think I'd I'd do the SR9 for the the full size for the uh, EDC. I yeah. I try to stay away from the full size guns, and that's just my personal opinion. Like I said, if you wanna if you wanna conceal a full size gun, you can do it. Lots of people do it. Lots of people are happy about it. Mm-hmm. But like you said, Glock 19, uh, M and P. Is another one and the full size C. full size firearms. You have to change, really change the way you dress. You yeah, have to you start have wearing to loose loose shirts, and you have to kind of tailor your. Um, I think clothing it's just to that infinitely firearm. easier to carry the compact version and much more comfortable. Yeah, that's a lot I of think weight. It's more comfortable. People don't yeah. realize an extra inch, you know, or whatever, a couple oh, extra man. rounds. When, and, I, when I used to carry around a nineteen eleven brick in my in my inside the waistband. That uh, by the end of the day, that was uh, it was very exhausting and tiring, and yeah, I definitely it, feel it by the end of the day. It can be now. He did bring up a good point, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this. Uh, so, Scott, out of all of those, let's just clarify. I choose the Glock 19. What would you choose? I'd choose the Glock 19 for, okay. because that's what I carry. Yeah, and that's what um, hmm, I carry too. Well, it's uh, it's crazy. Great minds think alike, and sometimes uh, some people tag along. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that he brought up, which is a really interesting point, is you know the single action or double action. So single action means when you pull the trigger, if you pull the trigger a second time, you don't get another strike on that primer. Uh, no, technically. That would be a restrike capability, and that has nothing to do whether it's single action or double action, honestly. What we're talking about here, so single action gun, uh, basically pulling pulling the trigger just drops the hammer. Right, or releases the So you would have to manually cock it or manually cock the striker on a double action slash single action gun, or let's say a double action gun. Double action gun. Let's start there. when you pull the trigger, you actually cock the striker or the hammer. Right. And you release it also. So you do right. both activities. That's why it's called double action. Single action, we said, just releases. Right. right. Which, like I said, when you have a double action and every time you pull that trigger, regardless of whether it's striker fired or hammer, it's going to restrike the primer. So it's kind of an easy way that I like to look at it. A double action will always give you the repeatability of striking. In case you have a light strike on the first trigger pull, yeah. you can pull the trigger again. But a single you have... action, you have to just think to yourself, I have to manually manipulate something more than the right. trigger to make this firearm go again. That's true, but to further complicate things, you have things like uh, most of the striker fire pistols nowadays, which are partially cocked, and pulling the trigger fully cocks them, and releases but the striker. I so that's very complicated. I know, and that's why I'm trying to keep it simple. Yeah. So you're, Instead you're, of trying you're, to describe something <laughs> without having pictures or video. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the FNX. The FNX is a standard, uh, what we call DASA, double action, single action pistol. It is traditional. Uh, it's pretty standard. It has a decocker slash safety lever on it. And uh, what that means is, with a hammer down, you can pull the trigger and fire the gun in double action mode, and then each subsequent shot from that magazine uh, will be single action. The gun will cock itself and the hammer will remain cocked. Or you can manually cock the hammer on the first shot and shoot single action. Now, there are other guns like the ubiquitous 1911 that we've talked about before that are only single action. You have to either cock the hammer with the slide or manually to fire the first shot, and every shot after that, it cocks itself. And then, like you talked about, the striker fired are operate more like 
a single action gun, like you said, in the fact that you can only hit the primer once and you have to do something manually to cock the striker, uh, at least partially, for sure. Yeah, you have to manipulate the slide uh, to actually reset it. And that's all I was trying to do is I wanted to keep it simple where you realize that if you do have something like a double action gun, like the one of the classic ones, uh, Beretta, you know, uh, M9 or 92FS. Yeah, that's, that's one of the um, first ones. That you can just keep pulling the trigger over and over and over again, and you can keep striking that primer. And then, obviously, if you've pulled the trigger twice and it's not going off, you need to get that round out of there and have a new one in. With the Glock, you pull the trigger, it goes click. You your your best bet is to not try to reset the striker. Right. Is just to just get that round get that out round of out of there, yeah, stick sure. a new one in, and go. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I was trying to clarify a little bit about when to you, further when you complicate look at those. the issue. There are some striker fire guns that have DASA capability. Yes, there are some, but they're rare. Yeah, the, I know Taurus makes uh, at least one, um, and somebody else. But yeah, like you said, ninety-nine times out of a hundred, a striker fire is going to work like a single action gun. And a lot of times, those ones that are like that, they have extremely heavy trigger pulls. Yes, and they have no them. option. Like a, they don't have a. They don't always have a crisp break. Well, like and when Taurus. you pull the trigger, it has to, yeah. have to reset all the way back yeah. to the front and start that process over yeah. again. With the Taurus 24-7, now they've got a lot of different triggers over the years, so I'm trying to remember. You, It, it operates like a Glock, similar to a single action, but if after you shoot it single action, uh, the primer didn't fire, you could then shoot a double action. Correct. But each but normal operation of it, you don't see that double action unless right. you unless you get that uh that non uh, non fire on that primer. Correct. But like I said, that's uh that's not standard. It's uh, yeah and there's that's very few of those guns. You you'll look for if you if you that's something that's very important to you having that option with a light strike uh to be able to pull the trigger again. You're just gonna look like what Scott said for um uh Restrike capabilities. Yeah, restrike capabilities. If you, and if that's important to you, uh, I probably recommend a DASA or DAO type gun. Um, and and let us know if that's important to you. I've got a few suggestions. Uh, in that case, uh, you know, Sig makes some uh, some triggers, the DAC trigger, DAK, and uh, H&K makes the uh, let's see, law enforcement triggers, so LE. LEW trigger, something like that. Anyways, the um, so there are good guns, uh, high-end guns out there that I would definitely recommend that have that strike capability. But mm-hmm. your MMPs, your SR9Cs, your your Glocks don't have that. Correct. And I think as long as you're, you know, follow every gun has a wear out point. And I mean, we're talking thousands upon thousands of rounds before yeah, that spring should be getting weak it. i think you'll notice that some you're going to either have you haven't cleaned your gun you'll spend you've got so much money on ammo before you wear out that spring when that spring wears out you won't care that it's worn out but if it does it to you one time at the range yeah. and then you say it does it to you one time at the range and you get another 150 rounds off without an issue and you know for a fact you picked up that round and you know for a fact it wasn't a light you know, it wasn't yeah. like a bad primer. It was just a light strike. Yeah, fix it. Oh well, yeah, fix it. If that's your <laughs> if that's your carry gun, if that's a gun you rely on for defense at all, definitely fix it. Yeah, yeah. If it's a range toy, meh, whatever. You know, but if it's anything that you might load up and use in uh, in defense of whatever, uh, family, home, or country, then uh, yeah, get that fixed. Life, liberty, or justice. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of. 
women? Happiness. Happiness. I was so close. Spoken like a true single man. <laughs> <laughs> the pursuit of cheap ammo. 